0: we continue faith and discipline Hmm. you realize uh faith should be the source of our discipline faith produces discipline this is the artwork that we're using all year long and there's still a couple of copies i think on that wall over there Uh, but we can print more it's like doritos if you want one we can make you one so uh anyway faith and discipline we started the year off with the disciplines of our faith six of them we went through them twice actually just to kind of kind of talk about the different facets of it that there are certain things that we're supposed to be doing every day of our lives whether we feel like it or not and the truth is is that i find that most believers don't engage in the disciplines of faith they, they don't practice the things that um, give us the the, you know, the assurance in, in, in that place. And, and I think as we, as we work our way through Ecclesiastes, what we're going to see is, is that, uh, for instance, Solomon, he's one of those guys. He's smart. He's wise. He's got all that stuff. And yet, uh, this book reveals uh, his own personal challenge and challenges with life with what it means to live life and to honor god with our lives Alrighty. so uh and speaking of ancient words scott as you depart the room <laughs> sorry dude <laughs> scott just makes it so easy for me to pick on him i tell you what but anyway <laughs> uh, these ancient words from the early 70s you ready there's an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under the sun, time to give birth and a time to die, time to plant and a time to uproot, time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. Anybody singing at this point? Just checking, because if you are, you're old. I'm just going to let you know. Time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing, a time to search. Time to count as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow time to be silent and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace what does the worker gain from his struggles i have seen the task that god has given the children of adam to keep them occupied he has made everything appropriate in in its time he has also put eternity in their hearts but no one can discover the work god has done from beginning to end i know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and enjoy the good life it is also the gift of god whenever anyone eats drinks and enjoys all his efforts i know that everything god does will last forever there is no adding to it or taking from it god works so that people will be in awe of him whatever is has already been and whatever will be already is however god seeks justice for the persecuted i also observed under the sun there is wickedness in the place of judgment and there's wickedness in the place of righteousness i said to myself god will judge god will judge the righteous the wicked since there is a time for every activity and every work i said to myself this happens so that god may test the children of adam and they may see for themselves that they are like animals for the fate of the children of adam and the fate of animals is the same as one dies so dies the other they all have the same breath people have no advantage over animals since everything is futile all are going to the same place. All come from dust and all return to dust. Who knows that the spirits of the children of Adam go upward and the spirits of animals go downward to the earth? I've seen that there is nothing better than for a person to enjoy his activities because that is his reward. For who can enable him to see what will happen after he dies? <sighs> Just heavy, isn't it? Pray with me. Father, I thank you and praise you again just for loving us the way you do. God, for caring for us. (laughs) God, for being faithful in our lives. God, as we read the the words of Solomon and inspired by you to be put down uh, in text form so that we have them thousands of years later and and to recognize, God, that, that Solomon, this man, granted this incredible wisdom to lead your people, struggled mightily, in his life. And God, even to the point of of, of where he said in last week's test, gave himself over to despair. And then we read chapter 3 and realize that that his despair is, is from looking horizontally, not looking upward. So God, today, help us to be encouraged to look upward. Help us to hear from you in Solomon's words, and we pray it in Jesus' name amen wow any of you guys ever been whitewater rafting see I was a youth pastor for about 14 years right Uh, and and I would take youth groups and parts of youth groups up to the Nantahala River anybody been on the Nantahala River you know what about the Nantahala they'll let you guide your own raft down that thing might not be a good idea but they'll let you right so 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 they take you and your group and your raft up to the the put-in point right and and they throw these rafts off these old beat-up school buses you know and they put like four people on one side and four people on the other side because the guy never has to carry the raft and so you carry the raft down to the water and and you kind of everybody gets in place you know and you get in the water and and you push off and immediately you go upstream no It's not what happens. Man, you push that raft off into the river and you go where the river's going. Okay? Now, the Nana Halo's an easy little old river. I mean, you run over some little little bumpy places and all and you kind of go down through there like that. And and, and I used to take groups up there all the time because Nana Halo was easy. And we take groups, young young youth groups and older youth groups. And one time we had our youth group up there and all our pastors up there, and 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 the pastors were the one that made the biggest spectacle of themselves. Just to be honest, it was just like, uh, and so we've and 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 you can pull off to the side a little bit and take a break, but the minute you push back out into the river, you're still going. So guess what you know about whitewater rafting? You start, you go, you stop. And at the Nana Halo, there's a there's a dip at the end right and if there's if it's one of those rafts that doesn't have a guide in it or i'm guiding it then guess what there's generally a crash involved just so you know everybody falls out and i remember um in in our raft, it was funny that one time our raft did crash and somebody's when they when they fell out their shoe just went like that and and tommy green our pastor uh at that time he just went and grabbed it out of midair and we were like that was incredible That just am-. so then we got bold right we we decided to start taking groups up to the Okoe river anybody been on the Okoe? yeah let me just tell you uh, <clears throat> so so there was a competition between the guys and the girls let me tell you don't do this on the river so you put in at the Okoe, and there's not a lot of opportunity to stop because that one goes You move, and you got big waves and stuff, and you end up, and and there's a thing, and I like this, because they said, if you fall out, get in the, I don't know what they called it, some kind of river position. What is it? Ball, yeah. You get your feet downstream, your head upstream, and ball up, and just, what? Go with the river. Well, folks, I think that's what the whole first part of this passage is about. You start, you stop, and you move in between. Okay? There's a beginning, there's an ending. Right? You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to traverse life, and there are times and places and things that are going to happen no matter what. And so this, this these words, you know, and ancient words, I think it's cool that you sang that right before this passage. I'm thinking you know, the birds didn't write this, <laughs> right, I mean, these are Solomon's words, this is a poem that Solomon included in the text of Ecclesiastes, and, and guess what, it's acknowledged and recognized outside of faith communities, it's one of those songs, you go back in Spotify, look it up, it's there, to everything, turn, 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 right, But then after we get past the the, the poem there, we see these lines. What does the worker gain from his struggles? See, Solomon's getting back to the under the sun kind of examination of life. The day begins, the day ends. Time passes in between. There's a time to eat, time not to eat. You know, it goes through all of that stuff and I look at this and I've read this thing several times this week and I look at it and I go, wow, you know, is life only about the do's and the not do's or the don'ts, the the things that come and the things that go or is there something beyond all of this? See, folks, if we s- restrict our outlook on life to what happens in a day, or what happens in a month or what happens in a lifetime right because consider i mean solomon's words are i have to say it they would lead me to despair too says i have seen the task now that's i'm going to just share with you there's some you know remember i've told you that translation is an art not a science so when you have the opportunity to choose words in a translation sometimes there are words that sound better than a others but verse 10 is better rendered i have seen the work that god has given the children of adam to (coughs) afflict them right so under the sun the things we see the things that we have to endure can actually be looked at as affliction if we don't have our eyes in the right place if we don't have our hearts and minds in the right place and that's what Solomon was doing he's I I I keep telling you I can't wait till we get to the end because guess what life moves on you can't stop it today's gonna follow yesterday and tomorrow's gonna follow today and we're going to keep moving through life it's a matter of where we're looking and where our life what it is that we want to 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 accomplish in this life and if it's just about working now nobody does this anymore but you know work 40 years to retirement you know i remember when my dad retired from from his main job he still drove a school bus (coughs) he said you know he said i didn't expect retirement to be like this you know why They started having health concerns. Things started not going the way they anticipated, right? Daddy said, whoever called these the golden years was colorblind. (laughs) That's what he told me, right? So if this is all that life is, then guess what? According to the words of Paul, if there is no resurrection from the dead, then we are most hopeless of all. You see? verse 11 says he has made everything appropriate in his time in its time and then this line right here man this is this is one of those encouraging lines in the midst of all this he has also put eternity in their hearts see there is this recognition and most because i love it when people tell me they're, they're they're um atheists right atheists and i go really so there's nothing bigger than you right nothing smarter than you nothing nothing more powerful than you typically you start asking those questions i go well no 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 that's not what i mean see there, there is this innate knowledge and awareness of something beyond life under the sun or the here and the now You know how, how, I tell you, the greatest time you can recognize this is when some of these great thinkers of time on their deathbed suddenly reach out to God. You see? We have this longing, and particularly those of us who know God and, and in this relationship through the shed blood of Jesus Christ as Christians, we long for the eternal. We long for eternity you know it's it's like that's that thing you know people get kind of weirded out when we start saying you know for me to live is christ but to die is gain and they go oh that sounds suicidal no we're not talking about suicide we're talking about the hope that we have beyond this because i'll be honest with you if this is all there is yeah it's pretty despairing and dismal okay then he throws this in he says but no one can discover the work that god has done from beginning to end i know that there's nothing better for them than to rejoice and enjoy the good life now see we want to interpret that as 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 what people talk about the good life oh they got t-shirts life is good right t-shirts about it now And, and we've let the culture define what we would call the good life rather than letting God's word and the presence of Christ in our lives tell us what actually is the good life the good life is to enjoy the blessing of God to enjoy what we get to eat last night I went home man I was hungry yesterday I went home last night I said mama I, I not mom <laughs> ever since Eli's been born she's been mama right you know, I said, Angie, I want, I want Wendy's tonight. She said, why? I said, I want a Baconator. How many like Baconator? Woo, man. That's, a, that's beef and bacon. There's nothing better than that. I just wanted to eat a Baconator last night. I want fries. That's filler. Right? Just give me beef and bacon. That's what I want, right? Can I tell y'all I ate that and enjoyed it? Man, every bite I was just like... And then I was down to the very last bite and I was like... Oh, it's just one more bite. (laughs) See, I was obeying the word of God. I was enjoying what I was eating. I was drinking water with it. I love water. I go home to my mom and dad's. I say, I only drink water. My mom said, ugh. Right? She likes Diet Dr. Pepper, to which I go, ugh. Enjoy all his efforts. Do you enjoy what you get to do in a day see that's the thing god's blessed us with this life we get to breathe we get to walk We get to see the sunshine we get to enjoy this incredible creation that he's given us this sanctuary of beauty right we get We get to hang out with one another, we get to meet one another and see people and and talk to each other and discover each other's lives and and to be and, and and we've let the world corrupt that. We've let sin from the beginning be the corruption of God's good things. You see? And then we get a world that starts reaching for the corruption, and there's nothing in the corruption that is satisfying. There might be as a pleasure for a moment. I know that everything God does will last forever. No adding to it or taking from it. God works so that his people will be in awe of him. I began using a phrase a few weeks ago. God's work is for his glory and for our good. See, uh, I, I was doing the writing a devotional gathering in the word and there again i'll go ahead and tell you if you want to get the gathering in the word to ro- devotional monday through friday fill out the little white card put your email address on there and check opt in but well, i was writing it on romans eight twenty eight, where it says and we know that all things work together for good man do we take that verse out of context god always works for his glory first which is for our good okay god's glory is for our good a kingdom good an eternal good doesn't mean you know pie you know, the whole idea of you know you god's going to give you according to all your wants uh, god works so that people will be in awe of him that we recognize the all-powerful omnipotent all-knowing all everything god that's god's work and then he says this statement right whatever is already has already been whatever will be already is however god seeks justice for the persecuted so so we get this statement again of of the idea that uh, what god does he's already done okay and that God's at work in everything that he has done and everything that he will do. And it, it, there's nothing new under the sun going back to chapter 1. See? However, God seeks justice for the persecuted. And then we get into this little section. And 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 according to, you know, these first eight verses is this poem that God's given us. And then, and then we get into this idea of, of, guess what? It's in God's hands. All of life, your life, it's in God's hands. Remember I said all during the last three years, I don't trust what the world's saying. I don't trust what people say. I don't trust what's happening out there. I trust God and God's got me in the palm of his hand. So I trust that. I will engage every day in the opportunities God gives me, but I rest in God's hands. It's okay, every day. I'm just in God's hands. You know, faith is trusting. That's what faith is all about. Faith is is trusting. Christian faith is trusting God. People put faith in a lot of things. Y'all notice that? People put faith in... in, in, (laughs) You know, it doesn't take anything to post up a video on the internet these days. And I know people who, who who plan their life by the things they watch on, on, on YouTube. And I'm like, man, what if that video's gone tomorrow? Right? See, faith is in knowing and believing. Faith is in trusting who God is and how God works. And God's the one at work for his glory, which produces and gives to us our good. All right? Then he says this, I also observed under the sun. Among men, under the sun, in the world we live in, there's wickedness in the place of judgment. There's wickedness in the place of justice or righteousness. You watch news these days, you'll find that out, won't you? As we walk through Ecclesiastes, what we're discovering is is that, is that Solomon is watching what's going on as king, in the kingdom. And he sees the result of the sin. He sees the result of the fall. He sees the torment that sin creates. And when we see this idea of wickedness. There's wickedness. There's wickedness in the world we live in. People are celebrating wickedness y'all. There's some groups. That call themselves church and Christian that are celebrating wickedness. Y'all know that? Pay attention. God will judge the righteous and the wicked since there is a time for every activity and every work. See, we've been subjected to this time. We've been subjected to the beginnings and the endings. We've been subjected to the processes of time and the passage of time. But God's placed an eternity in our hearts that we acknowledge and understand and know and long for something bigger than ourselves. We want to know how to fit in to the plan. You know how you find out how you fit into the plan? You get close to God. You draw near to God. You allow your faith to grow you in the direction of God and you exercise those disciplines of our faith in which we spend time with God. We spend time in God's Word. We spend time in prayer. We spend time in worship with each other. We spend time telling other people about Jesus and we spend time (coughs) serving one another. Notice how I just turned the six disciplines we studied for the whole first quarter into an element of time. Because there's a time for this and there's a time for that. Are you doing the things that are eternal when it comes to time? Are you engaging in in eternal activities in this life? See, we want to know how we fit in. We want to know how we fit into the plan. but, But Solomon admits that we can't know. We can't know the details of this eternity. We only know that we acknowledge that there is an eternity. God will judge the righteous and the wicked since there's a time for every activity and every work i said to myself this happens so that god may and and here's another one of those word switches you ready this happens so that god may purify the children of adam and they may see for themselves that they are like you get ready nobody's comfortable with this line nobody's comfortable with this line so that they may see for themselves that they are like animals we're all going, No, uh, uh, wait a minute, we're not like animals, we, we, we don't just act on impulse, really? Or are we living in a world that acts on impulse? We, we don't just flow with, with, with the stream of culture, or do we? Or is it the body of Christ that acknowledges God, his design, his plan, his creative, omnipotent power, and we submit, surrender, and subject ourselves to the will of God, the person of God, and the work of God in our lives? That's what knowing and believing faith is, that God would purify us without God, without a relationship with our Creator. Without the, the 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 identity design plan and purpose of God in our lives, then yeah, like animals, like animals. And guess what? In our culture and in the world today, those who do not acknowledge God act like animals. See, it's troubling. We are creatures, not the creator. But because of sin and the fall of mankind, we want to be the creator. It goes back to the original sin thing, right? Standing in the garden. I can be my own God. <clears throat> you want to see wickedness? Create seven billion little gods. Watch everybody do according to their own will, and that's, that's what we're seeing. for the fate of the children of adam and the fate of animals is the same as one dies so dies the other they all have the same breath people have no advantage over animals since everything is futile <clears throat> all are going the same place all come from dust all return to dust who knows if the spirits of the children of adam go upward and the spirits of, of animals go downward to the earth this is all solomon's uh view from under the sun if this is all there is then this is the truth but guess what? Because he's placed eternity in our hearts, we know that this is not all there is. This gives us purpose and meaning and direction. And to deny God puts us in this place of animals. It says, I've seen that there's nothing better than for a person to enjoy his activities because this is his reward. That, that is his reward under the sun. For who can enable him to see what will happen after he dies remember i told you that when we started the ecclesiastes series we're answering three questions where did i come from where am i going and what is the meaning of life what is my purpose you see if our purpose is to join god in glorifying him he works for his awe he works for his glory we unite our lives in that purpose i want my life to be a testimony to God's goodness, to God's love, to the joy that can be found in following our Creator. So here's the point. Mm -hmm. Life moves. Jump in the river and you get to the end. right? Life moves, but God doesn't change. God's still at work. From the very first let there be, to whatever it is that God said from the word of God into your life today, let there be. You see? So I'll go back and ask basic questions. You ready? Who are you really? Who are you? And is your life identified with the eternity God placed in your heart and the faith that draws you into his presence and, 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 motivates provokes whatever word you want to put in there your surrender to the plan and the will of our creator man solomon i oh you know i i told you the wisdom literature it sounds like a a journal solomon wrote down notes and one day he decided to write a poem about time and then he sat there and looked at his own poem about time and he went man if this is all there is i mean if the If the horse returns to dust and I return to dust, what's the difference? Here's the difference. We get to have an intimate fellowship and relationship with our Creator. God loved you that much. Do you know that? God God loves you that much that Jesus died on the cross. Man, we celebrated Easter. We baptized 15 in the ocean. This past Wednesday night, I baptized one more. She said, "Can we do it tonight?" I was like, "Yeah, all right." So we did midweek worship time. We went over to we had a bigger crowd over there for Wednesday night baptism. Than we did it on Easter Sunday, but I was only baptizing one person. Still kind of chilly, but it was okay, right? We get to hang out with our Creator through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's what gives life meaning. I remember. Remember in that first chapter where he says that, um, you know, once once we pass, other than those who knew us personally, we'll be forgotten. The only thing that gives this life meaning is that we hang out with God. Don't be deceived. Solomon had this this vision, which is what he's writing in here. But as we work through his musings, he gets to the end and remembers the God of his youth. See, if you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus this morning. Maybe you know him, but you let the world distract you into the sin and the fallenness and the corruption. And as Solomon calls it there in this translation, the wickedness of the world. Well, guess what? God's calling you out of it right now. I'm telling you. Spirit of God would call you out of the wickedness of this world. The question is, are we paying attention? Are we obeying? Yeah, I'm not going to follow you around, I promise. But you cannot escape the presence of God. So if you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. Maybe you know Jesus, but there's sin that keeps you from having the kind of fellowship and meaning that God wants you to have. Well, you just got to confess that, repent of that. Maybe you want to be a part of the gathering, like these folks that were baptized and all that sort of thing. You can come be a part of what God's doing here, but you just got to obey God, please. Before you do anything else today, obey what God's telling you in your life, all righty, Pray with me. Father, thank you thank you again for today and all that you're accomplishing today thank you god that that you love us and you you've loved us and you loved us so much that jesus died on the cross that we might have salvation that we might have eternal life that we might be redeemed that we might have purpose and meaning in this life not just some endless futile pursuit of entertainment and pleasure and and activity that that things come and they go, things begin, they end, do this, do that. But God, there is meaning and purpose in a life surrendered to you. So God, help us to be surrendered. As we sing, God, help us to answer the question that you placed in each of our hearts. God, will we surrender? So God, help us to do that this morning and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.